You know, I'd rather have of the move of the Holy Spirit and shorten my sermon somewhat than have no move of the Spirit and preach all day long. I'd rather have the anointing on me, all around me, and in me. I'd rather have the power of God flowing than preach the finest oratorical sermon, theologically correct exegesis that you've ever heard. Did you know what, Pastor Tom? We're not ashamed around here. We're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because it is the power of God unto salvation. It is the power of God unto deliverance. It is the... Woo! Glory! Oh, my. It is the power of God unto your peace of mind. It's the power of God unto you sleeping good at night. So we're not ashamed of you, Lord. This is your house. These are your people. And you love every one of us so much. The Lord, today we just take time to thank you. We just take time to say thank you. For coming to the church service today. Oh, we know that you come every time. But Lord, we're not always giving you place. But today we thank you for healing everybody, for encouraging every saint, for lifting the spirits and lifting the souls. Breathe into our hearts divine encouragement today. We all face battles that if it hadn't been for the Lord, we wouldn't have made it. Hey, but because the Lord is on our side. Because God is for us. What difference does it make who's against us? The battles we face, we don't face in our own strength. But we tap in with our receivers today. Into the road that is ahead. Into the paths that we all go this week. We tap into your glory. We tap into your grace. And we say as the Apostle Paul said, Brother Jimmy, the grace of God is sufficient. His grace is sufficient for me. Because his word and his spirit. Bring such glorious liberty. Strength for the road ahead. Strength for the trials we face. Courage to move on with God and not look back. Knowing fully well that God is on our side and He is our glory, the lifter of our head. And our rear regard. And so there's nothing to fear. Because you and I this morning have drawn near. 
And so we go now on from strength to strength and glory to glory, knowing full well that you never leave us nor forsake us. That you do not leave us as orphans, you do not leave us, but your grip is upon everyone. Just say this with me. Love. God is love. And God who is love. Loves me. Love. Loves me. Love. Lifts me. Blesses me. And encourages me today. In Jesus name. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Thank you, guys. Wow. This morning, I want to talk to you for a few minutes. I want to talk to you about the power of God. And we have seen in demonstration what I preached about in the early service. And so we are in an accelerated class today. Therefore, we can speak the word with clarity and with boldness. God is all powerful. He is not only omnipotent, but he is also omnipresent, which means he is everywhere. And because he is everywhere and because he is omnipotent, that means his power is ever present to heal, to lift, to bless, to encourage. God is here. Love is here. There is no power outage in heaven and there is no shortage of power on earth because the kingdom has come and the will of God is being done. Amen. At creation, the power of God went into manifestation. God spake and it was done. He commanded and it stood still. It stood fast. God said, let there be light and light was. Exodus said, your right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Shakarabasataya, has dashed In pieces, the enemy. (laughs) Great is our God. And of great power. His understanding is infinite. Sarah laughed when she was told that she was to have a child. God had a conversation with Abraham. And he said this, is anything too difficult for the Lord? The answer is absolutely positively not. The children of Israel grumbled when all that was on their menu was manna. And they began to look back at what was on the menu in Egypt and they grumbled and complained. And quite frankly, Moses was a little bit upset as well. He said there are 6,000. 
And he really got a little bit ugly with the Lord. Don't ever do that. It's not smart. So you're going to give him meat, basically, he said. He said, should flocks and herds be slaughtered for them to be sufficient? Or should the fish of the sea be gathered together for them? Would that be sufficient? And the Lord's answer to Moses was concise. And it's also concise for those who doubt the hand of the Lord. He says, is my power limited? The answer unequivocally is no. His power is not limited. And they had so much meat that month that it literally was coming out of their nose. And so I prophesy to you today, heart of the bay, that our Father, our God, the Omnemosele Bravaste, the Omnipotent One, the Omnipresent One, He made the heavens and the earth. He did it by the greatness of His power. And nothing, absolutely nothing, is too difficult for Him. Nothing's too difficult for you. Because we serve a God with whom there is nothing impossible. And He has placed possibility faith on the inside of you. And our answer is, glory to God, I can believe. Because all things are possible. It's so important to believe. The Lord gave me three R's. On both sides of the ledger. Three R's that prevent people from connecting with the power. And three R's that will enable them to connect to the power to receive whatever they can believe for. Friends, when we're talking about power, we're talking about not only power to heal, but power to save. He can save to the uttermost. Somebody says, i got some children in the guttermost. Well, we serve a God who can save to the uttermost. The hand of the Lord is not shortened. Nothing's too difficult for Him. Certainly you've had some difficult times. Certainly we've all had some difficult times. But in the midst of difficulty, if we'll put our eyes on Him and receive from Him, He will take us through the darkest hour because there is no shortage of His glory and power. Luke chapter 5, verse 17. There was a day that the scribes and the Pharisees were gathered together. And the scribes and the Pharisees of that day were the religious leaders of that day. And the Bible says, as he was teaching, and as they gathered together out of all these areas, that the power of the Lord was what? The power of the Lord was present to heal them. And behold, in the midst of the teaching, they brought in a bed a man that was taken with a palsy, and they sought means to bring him in. And to lay him before the master. God will bless those with violent, tenacious faith. God will bless those that when in the natural realm the wall is before them. And the enemy says no way. They will seek means. And they'll find a way. Amen. 
And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in the house because of the many people, they went on top of the house. (laughs) Think about that. And let them through the tiling uh, with his couch into the midst before Jesus. Everyone say they had roof-ripping faith. And when he saw their faith, he said, man, thy sins are forgiven thee. I submit to you this morning that faith is an act. So understand here that, first of all, there were religious people present. And that same power that was present to heal this man with the palsy was present to heal them. But none of them got healed. Only the sick of the palsy got healed. And there's a reason why. And I'll show it to you in verse 21. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason. And they said... Who is this which speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what was going on. And he said, why are you religious people leaning on the arm of the flesh? Why can't you get out of your head and get into your heart? Why can't you get out of the realm of reasoning into the realm of receiving? And then in verse 23, he says, look. Whether it's easier to say thy sins be forgiven thee or to say rise up and walk. But I want you to know that I, the Son of God, have power on earth not only to forgive sins, but also he spoke to the sick of the palsy, arise, take up thy bed and go into thine house. And immediately he was healed. And he took up the bed on which he lie and he went from that place glorifying God. I was in one of Pastor Brenda's wonderful prayer meetings and I got some things in my spirit. You know, I just like to go to prayer meetings sometimes where I don't have to lead. You know, when you're a leader and you're used to leading this and leading that, sometimes it's good for a leader to receive. Amen. But the Lord began to speak to me and speak to us about this. We had lunch. And here's what the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Here are the three R's of being unable to connect to the power of God. Basically, it was this. They let their religious reasoning get in the way and they resisted the power of God. They let their religious reasoning get in the way and therefore they resisted the power of God. The first R is having a religious spirit. Reasoning away the power of God. Reasoning away with such thoughts like, well, yes, there were miracles in the Bible, but the acts of the apostles is over with. The age of miracles is done with. I say baloney. If you're going to do away with miracles, you've got to do away with God. And my God ain't going nowhere. My God's on the throne and he don't change. If you're going to do away with miracles, you're going to have to do with Hebrews 13, 8, which says Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. You see, the problem is in the church world in a general mode is this, is people have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. F.F. Bosworth said in his book, Christ the Healer, one of the main reasons why there weren't more miracles in certain places because of community unbelief. A whole community can be filled with doubt and unbelief. Well, I declare and I prophesy that if a city and a community can be filled with unbelief, 
that a community of faith here at Heart of the Bay can be filled with faith, hope, and expectancy. If the very atmosphere around us in the city in which we love live is filled with doubt, we can have the spirit of faith. And not only can we impact this community of believers and people that come in, but then we can impact the world around us. And we can live in the glory mode. Where as we arise as a church, His glory will be seen upon us. So quite frankly, religion doesn't get it. Because religion reasons away the Word of God. And resists the power of God. You see, we are not to trust in the Lord with our noodle. But we're to trust in the Lord with our whole heart. Jesus in his own hometown could there do no mighty work. You know why? Because of their unbelief. I ask you this morning, is anything too difficult for our God? Nothing's too difficult for him. And so none of them got healed. Now let's look at the other three. Mark chapter 5 real quickly. You know what God is looking for? God is not looking for resistant hearts. He's looking for receptive hearts. As Pastor Tom prayed and declared some things out prophetically, our attitude was this and should remain this. This is my believing day. This is my receiving day. Your attitude ought to be like this. If there's anyone in Alameda County that's going to get healed, going to be me. Now, now, if there's any church in Alameda County that's going to get their building paid off years and years and years ahead of time, it's going to be us. This is our believing day. This is our receiving day. Now, listen, if there's anybody that's going to give off all of that medication that the doctors have prescribed for me. And I'm not advocating throwing it away or putting it away until the right time. But if there's anyone that's going to be able to be medication free, it's going to be me. That's the attitude we need to have. And you know something else? You need some faith buddies. I got some faith buddies right down here in the front row. Brother Jimmy, Aaron, Sister Kimberly, Brother Tom, glory. They're my faith buddies. Everybody needs at least four crazy friends. And I'm not talking about crazy being loony. I'm just talking about they'll do, bless God, whatever it takes. The Bible says that we can't please God without trust. Amen. But he's a rewarder. He rewards those who diligently seek him. I got to move. Mark chapter 5. So on the other hand then, being receptive is what? Will get results. Amen. See, it's not difficult. It's just a matter of simple childlike faith. And also, you got to protect your spirit on who you listen to. Because there are religious people that will talk you out of the power of God. 
It's like my spiritual dad used to say, you know, if you listen to certain things and you go certain places, have enough sense as an old cow. What do you mean, an old cow? Well, eat the hay and spit the sticks out. You know what I'm saying? Your faith will connect you to God's power. And the Bible says the exceeding greatness of His power is toward you when you tap into with your faith. Now let's look at Mark chapter 5. We're not going to preach a long time, but here's a deposit of the anointing for you to chew on this week. Mark 5, 25, And a certain woman, she had an issue of blood how many years? She suffered many things and many physicians and, when, and, and spent all that she had, but was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. But notice with me, when she heard of Jesus, something happened when she heard of Jesus. Some, some light must have come on. See, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And the entrance of his word gives light. And one day she was out there listening and she heard about Jesus. Faith came, but also the lights came on. There was a revelation. There was an understanding. Evidently, she saw very clearly in her heart some things that she couldn't see before. Had she seen them before, she would have stopped going to the doctors and not spent everything she had. But when she heard of Jesus, the light, the lights came on. Revelation came to her heart. She knew that if she would just come in the press behind, I'm not talking about ABC, NBC, but the press of people. She knew that if she just came in the press behind and touched his garment, she said, I shall be made whole. Amen. Verse 29. Hallelujah. So the first R of receiving from God is number one, being receptive. The second R is have revelation. Revelation comes from hearing the word. Revelation doesn't come into your mind. It comes into your spirit. I don't really know how to describe revelation knowledge. But all I know is that revelation knowledge is knowledge from God's word and from the Holy Spirit. That is deposited on the inside of your heart. And when you got it down here. I mean really got it down here. You'll start to see some things you've never seen before. And though religion will try to beat it out of you, they can't beat it out of you with a baseball bat because you know, glory to God, that Jesus is your rock and the gates of hell cannot prevail against your revelation. There was illumination. The lights went on. Now, saints, if the lights haven't gone on yet, stay with it. Can you hear the pastor today? Just stay with the word. Let it dwell in you richly. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Let God's word be your final authority. I didn't see a lot of things when I first came into the kingdom of God. It took me time. It'll take you time. 
It might take you months. It might take you years. But I will tell you this. It is well worth your study. It is well worth being faithful to the Lord and faithful to the local church. I'm telling you because when the lights go on, darkness may be all around you. But there will be light in the land of Goshen. Are you listening to me? There may be all sorts of darkness going on in the world. But oh, this big light of mine. It not only will furnish me revelation, but it will furnish my whole family revelation. Hallelujah. Glory. Ooh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up. Say it with me, it was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. It's a great day when you feel like you're healed. <laughs> Amen. Now notice, and Jesus immediately knew in himself that virtue or healing power had gone out of him. He turned about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? One translation says, somebody touched me. And his disciples said, now, Master, look at all these people around you. But he looked around and he could see the person that had done this thing. I tell you what, in your light, you'll see light. He's the light of the world. That's right. The lights were on for that woman with the issue of blood. He knew immediately who it was. It was not the casual touch that got the power. But it was the touch of faith. But the woman was reverenced before him and trembled. Have you ever had God's power on you so much that you were like this? It wasn't a fearful thing. Come to church some Sunday nights. Get over in the presence of God. You'd be laying next to your wife and tremble and you say, what's wrong? Nothing's wrong. Everything's right. Amen. <laughs> the woman feared and trembled. She knew it was done in her. And she came down before him and she told him all the truth. Amen. And Jesus said unto her, daughter, it is your faith that has made you whole. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to go in Shalom where there's nothing missing, nothing broken, and you will be whole of your plague. Somebody said, yeah, her faith made her whole. Well, if her faith made her whole, your faith can make you whole. Say it with me. My faith connects me to the virtue, to the healing power of God. So the first R is being receptive. The second R is let's get some revelation. Let's get some divine illumination. It was so clear to her. Clear to her as crystal. And then the last one I want to talk to you about today is there must be a reverence for God. Look with me to Psalm 96. Psalm 96. Reverence. Everyone say reverence. When we're talking about reverence, we're talking about a reverential fear of the Lord. Amen. That is why that at the end of worship, I said what I said. Because many of you were just kind of getting used to being in the auditorium and you were looking around and everything. So I exhorted you that God is a spirit and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. There's got to be a reverence for the things of God in the house of God. And as that 
is demonstrated in such a powerful way of being on one accord, then we're able to move into the Holy of Holies and nothing's too difficult in that place. Amen. 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 Reverence. Psalm 96 verse 1. Oh, sing unto the Lord an old song. What kind of song? A new song. Sing unto the Lord when you feel like it. No, did you know that there's new songs that need to be sung? And every one of you have the capability of singing a new song. I did not say you're all called to record. But every one of us are called to sing a new song. Amen? Sing unto the Lord and curse His name? No, when you sing unto the Lord a new song, your mouth will line up. Anybody ever had anything come out of their mouth that shouldn't have? I'm talking about being a Christian. Yes, being a Christian. This thing here needs to be tamed. We don't need gun control in this country. We need tongue control. And the more you submit to this thing right here, you got to get this thing right here hooked up with your heart down here. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Amen? So if you're... Oh, here we go. If you're feeding on all sorts of junk all week long and you're saying that it doesn't affect you, I beg to differ with you. Amen. And so sing a new song unto the Lord. And the scripture says, bless his name. Show forth his salvation, heart of the bay, from day to day. Declare his glory among the heathen. And his wonders among every person. Why, pastor? For the Lord is great. And he's greatly to be praised. And I tell you, he's to be feared above all gods. Honor, in verse 5, For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord, he made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Verse 7, give unto the Lord, ye kindreds of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Bring in, uh-oh. Now you had to bring that up, didn't you? No, the Bible brings it up. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Verse 9, read it with me. Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of wholeness. Fear before Him all the earth. And then in closing, turn with me to 2 Chronicles 5, verse 13. Honor Him, reverence Him, give glory to Him. He will, listen, He will honor you with His presence. He will honor you with His power. He will honor you with His glory. And the Lord spoke to us today that that power, that glory, and that presence can linger on you all week long. I'm believing for just a lingering of the anointing all day. 
You know, in a few moments, I'm going to go get some Italiano food. <laughs> Mamma mia. Oh, and by the way, I got to clear something up because someone said something to me the other day, and I think I owe several of you money. But some sweet lady came up to me after service, and she said, remember the other day when you said that Chevy's had guacamole Sundays for one dollar? She says, you owe me two dollars. It was so funny. It was so funny. And, you know, I said under supposedly the unction of the flesh, I thought that all this time that it was $1 guacamole day, but it's more. So I apologize. Brenda has all of your money in her purse. But before you go collect your $2, we want to see your receipt, please. <laughs> Oh, I see that sweet lady there. I don't have the $2 yet, but Brenda's got it. You know, but my point is this, guys. We ought to just be enjoying the Lord. Your relationship with God just ought to be great. Amen? I believe you can get to such a place where you're just... It's kind of like a shield, isn't it? It's just like a, a shield of His presence, a shield of His anointing. And that doesn't mean that things aren't going to try to penetrate the shield. And sometimes they, they get through. Let's That's be right. honest about it. But I mean, for the most part, we're supposed to enjoy our relationship with Jesus. You know, He is awesome. And He is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And you know what? He said that His yoke is easy and that His burden is light. He never intended... Our relationship with Him to be based on religious do's and don'ts. Amen. But on a relationship. You know, you can talk to the Master and He'll talk to you. Yeah. And so the Word of the Lord came forth today that the presence of the Lord is going to linger on you all day long. When you sense that come into your mind to try to pull you out of that place, just start saying, thank you, Lord, for your presence. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, you're good to Jimmy Richardson. Yeah. You're good to Tony Herrera. Oh, you're so good to Richard and Frankie Hing. You're oh, you're good to Raul and Dale. Woo, he's, you know what? He's good to me. And he's prepared a table. Before you. Right in the presence of your enemies. Now, the enemy's going to be here until we get out of here. But God has given us his presence so that we can be preserved right in the presence of our enemies. And His presence will lift you up above all those things. Yeah, you'll have opportunity. But you know what? We don't have to yield to what we've been yielding to in days past. We can live a life of yieldedness to the Holy Spirit and to God. So be receptive. Get revelation. Be reverent. And I believe that this is what's going to happen here at Heart of the Bay Christian Center. I believe this church, not only this church, but Paul's church and Gary's church and Brother Dick's church, all the churches that call on the name of the Lord, whatever church it is that gives place to the Holy Spirit, I believe that our barns are not going to be big enough to hold all the people that will come in. 
But you see, you and I have a lot to do with that. How we conduct ourselves in the house of God. And I tell you, this glory, this presence, this power is not only for you, but it is also for the people in this community. And I believe that we're going to get to a place where we go from being saturated, from saturation of His glory and His power to a place of habitation where God just shows up. And where people come in and they say, Whoa, this ain't nothing like I've ever felt before. And in His presence, there comes a fullness of life and fullness of joy and a fullness of blessing. But one big key, and Pastor Tom and Kimberly know this, and you know this, but one big, big key is us being on or in one accord. Amen. That's right. And in 2 Corinthians 5, 13, here will be the result of it, of reverence. And it shall come to pass in Hayward. As the people came to church ready, and they were like being one. The singer, 2 Chronicles 5, 13. I apologize. 2 Chronicles 5, 13. It came to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard. And, now notice this. They just praised and they thanked. They, look at guys. We don't need to have a huge orchestra to get us in the presence of God. They were just praising and thanking. And when they lifted up their voice, they were so one, they sounded like one. With the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music... And they praised the Lord and they said, For He is good. For His mercy endureth forever. Say that with me three times. For the Lord is good. Two more. For the Lord is good and His mercy endureth forever. Now real strong. For the Lord is good and His mercy endureth forever. They were in one accord. They praised Him. They thanked Him in unison. And the Bible says, Then the house was filled with a cloud. It was the glory cloud. And it even filled the house of the Lord. That is the will of God for Heart of the Bay Christian Center. And that is the will of God for you in your home where you live. Listen, don't wait till you get to church to do this. You've all seen advertisements, right? I mean, crazy stuff going on there. And they say, whatever you do, don't try this at home, kids. You know, things are going kaboom. Don't do this at home. Well, I say to you as your senior pastor and as a man of God under the anointing of God, please do this at home. 